welcome to Simone J. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking to you about necrophilia. Ooh. So uh, sexy. It's going to be a sexy episode. <laughs> um, well, I think this is one of those things that everyone is creeped out by, but also very fascinated with. Yeah, and sometimes the uh, best way to deal with something that's creepy is to learn about it. Yeah. Um, or it's a way to get more creeped out by it, but you never know. So you got to dive in. Yeah, let's find out. Um, so necrophilia is a sexual attraction or sexual act involving corpses. And it's classified as a paraphilia by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association. So um, it's... I. It's abnormal. Yeah, I thought it. Uh, so I uh, looked up paraphilia uh-huh. to make sure I knew what that was, and I thought it was interesting that it uh, was previously known as sexual perversion or sexual deviation. Yes, because it's like, oh, that's so bad. Um, but now it's just um, intense sexual arousal to a typical objects, situations, fantasies, behaviors, or individuals. Previously known as sexual perversion or sexual deviation. Yeah. yeah. So paraphilia is a really open definition. Like it could just mean a kink. Yes. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're totally crazy. It's just you got a kink. Um, yeah. So it's not necessarily bad. Although like necrophilia, I would classify as not okay. Not great. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so uh, as always, I I went in the Wayback Machine. Nice. And um. I went to ancient Egypt, and uh, Herodotus wrote in the histories that to discourage intercourse with corpses, ancient Egyptians left deceased beautiful women to decay for three or four days before they gave them to the embalmers, which is like crazy because if you give them this fresh, beautiful body, they're going to fuck it. So you got to let it go skanky a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, look at that hot, fresh body. It's still warm to the touch. And they're like, no, it's just because it's Egypt and it's hot. (laughs) Um, But uh, Herodotus also alluded to suggestions that the Greek tyrant Periander had defiled the corpse of his wife. uh, And he employed this metaphor, which is my favorite thing that I have ever read. Uh, he said, Periander baked his bread in a cold oven. <laughs> like, sick burn. Zing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then I had, okay, so according to the Babylonian Talmud, King Herod of Judea desired a certain maiden. And after she killed herself to avoid marrying him, he preserved her body in honey for seven years. And some say he embalmed her this way in order to have intercourse with her. Whoa. Uh, Others say he didn't. Okay. But uh, I really, like, he, she fucking killed herself to avoid marrying him. And he just couldn't. He's like, I'm still going to fuck you. I'm still going to fuck you. I'm not going to let you win. Yeah. Um, Which is gross. Um, and then uh, it's to the Moki civilization, which were in northern Peru from about 100 to 700 AD. Um, acts of necrophilia are depicted on their ceramics, and the most common one is of a woman masturbating a male skeleton. I thought that was so interesting. Right? <laughs> like, it's mostly in modern times, like it's mostly men. Yeah. Um, or you know, oh, majority. Um, but a woman, and not only is she like not on top of the skeleton, she's masturbating. She's masturbating skeleton. his ghost wiener because yeah. there's no bone there. That was weird. It's very weird. I like it. Um, so until the 19th century, uh, if a betrothed girl in Central Europe died before her marriage day, the spouse could still carry out the ceremony by copulating with the body. So you die before your wedding day and your fiance is still allowed to fuck you to like seal the deal. What do they get out of it? Like a dowry? I don't know. And fucking? I guess fucking being like, listen, 
I didn't buy that bitch a ring to not fuck her. And she thinks she can get out of this by dying. I feel like there has to be more to it than like law wise. Like, what do you get? Yeah, I don't know. Money? Yeah, I wonder if it does if it seals the marriage legally. You get the land or some pigs. I don't know. Weird. Would you fuck a body for pigs? No. All right. That's so weird. Okay. Um. So I have a bunch of stuff about like wartime Uh things where it's just like very common. Um. Where like. Invading forces would murder and rape the corpses of women. What? Um, yeah, like, so 18th century conflict of per- uh, Peru between rebels of the Tupac, Amaru, and colonial forces. Uh, the rebels raped dead women. In the 19th century Russo-Turkish War, military forces sexually abused dead bodies. Um a Chinese man was killed during the Nanking massacre after he refused to have sex with dead women. So, like, all the other soldiers were fucking wow. dead women, and he was like, no, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing it, and they killed him. Um, during the Rwanda genocide, uh, rape of dead bodies was reported. Whoa. Um, and then there was, like, a famous serial killer uh, from Rochester, New York, Arthur Shawcross, who he claimed to have um, raped uh, dead bodies when he was in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And that's what led him to want to kill prostitutes and rape them, is he developed, like, a taste for it when he was in Vietnam. So apparently that's, like, a thing. Huh. Yeah. So there we go. There's, like, uh, some some history of necrophilia. Interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was not I didn't uh read about the war crimes. That's that was like the interesting intense. thing. It's well, okay, it kind of makes sense because um in 1989, uh there was 34 cases of necrophilia that were reviewed um and they described the individual's motives. Mm-hmm. So 68% of people desired to possess a non-resisting non-rejecting partner. Yes. So um in the case of the war crimes I'd say it was like more about um possession and like defiling the like their nation and you know it's like yeah. disrespect. Um well I actually looked up that study and it was 122 people. Oh shit. The 34 that we have the stats on, they were the ones who were considered true necrophiles. Oh, okay. So the well, what was up with the other people? The other people were ones who um either uh like killed the people in order to have sex with them or to not get reported for rape oh, okay um or were opportunistic like they didn't necessarily have an attraction to dead bodies um so i think okay so they reviewed 122 cases of necrophilia and of the total uh 92 percent were male eight percent were female and uh, let's see, it says 57% of the genuine necrophi- necrophiles had an occupational access to corpses uh, with morgue attendant, hospital orderly, and cemetery employee being the most common jobs. Um, and yeah, so I don't know the other 120 t- or okay, Jesus fucking Christ. So 34 were genuine necrophiles uh, as opposed to pseudo-necrophiles who acted out of opportunity, sadism, or transient interest. Okay. So I feel like the ones who, like, raped during wartime, um, what would they be considered? Not true necrophiles. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's okay. like, yeah. That was more just about like, I hate you and uh, I'm gonna uh, disgrace your body. Yeah. Oh, okay. so there's like, there's like 10 types of necrophiles in this other study. And yeah. uh, they, they're one of the types is opportunistic. And it's people who normally have no interest in necrophilia, but take the opportunity when it arrives. 
crisis. Maybe that's what you would call someone who fucks during war. I don't know. Or they're just... War is weird. War does weird things to people. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Anyways, here, we'll go back to the study that you have that has, like, the true necrophiles. Okay. Um, So... 68% 68% desire to possess a non-resisting, non-rejecting partner. And I feel like that um, is sometimes a lot about people like who feel like they can't have relationships with other living people. Mm-hmm. And so they seek out a corpse because there's no judgment there. Yeah. And th- there's no reaction. So they can like project their own image of that person onto them yeah because deal when you're dealing with another human being there are so many variables like asking a girl out she could say no you know trying to kiss a girl she could turn away trying to finger her butt she could be like no i have hemorrhoids yeah you know it's like there's uh, when you're dealing with human intimate relationships there's so many every single move there's a risk for rejection and like it's scary like yeah. like as someone who dates and asks people out it is scary i mean the more you do it the less scary it gets cuz like once you get used to hearing no <laughs> you just talk about it on a podcast yeah. and you're fine um but like yeah these are people who are so scared of rejection that it's like easier to do it up with a daddy cuz they're not going to say no <laughs> daddy yeah um i think that's that's right uh, okay, so 21%, um, this is a reunion with a romantic partner, which yeah. I thought was nice. Yeah, that's not terrible. Like, it's kind of fucked and gross, but yeah. it's not. I read a thing of like this woman in um, Belgium, her husband died, and she uh, slept next to his dead body for a year oh, before shit. calling the authorities. Because she just, like, didn't want to say goodbye to him. That's too long, though. It's, like, one night. Yeah. One night's fine. Nah, she did for a year. Wow. Well, okay, to be fair, apparently it stinks the worst during the first week. And then if you're in a dry climate, it starts to mummify and the stink goes away. That's so gross. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying. I'm just explaining to you how it could go on for a year. Is it? Oh, gets less bad. Oh wow. Okay. Well, um, fifteen percent is sexual attraction to the corpse. Okay. Which I thought was pretty low for. I thought necrophilia was all about being turned on by a corpse. That was kind of the disappointing thing. And I wanted to learn about necrophilia, and then I thought that like. It solely meant attraction to a corpse. And then come to find out, like, what did we what did we decide? Uh, you know, a small percentage of people who fuck dead bodies are actual necrophiles. And, like, only a small percentage of true necrophiles are really attracted to dead people. Yeah. They're so rare. Yeah. So pure. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, hanging out in a group of necrophiles. They're like, yeah, I'm pure. I'm pure. Dude. fucking cut edge okay um 15 percent are it's comfort or overcoming feel feelings of isolation wow (laughs) yeah uh okay fair comfort or overcoming feelings you're lonely you want comfort you don't know how to reach out to other human beings so you got this that's extreme loneliness that is extreme loneliness loneliness is an epidemic it is you know the internet i blame the internet also more people live alone than like ever in human history and families are so spread apart yeah like oh yeah. Sometimes your family isn't who you're born to. It's it's who you make your family. It's about finding your tribe. That's right. Yeah. Find your people. <laughs> um 12% are seeking self-esteem by expressing power over a homicide victim. Yeah, which so this that is murder. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh which I did not like. No. I did not like at all. Um yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Um, so I watched 
um, a video on YouTube from the Ask a Mortician. Okay. Woman. Yeah, Caitlin Doty. Yes. Um, which she has a great channel if anyone's interested in this more mm-hmm. or other dead things. Check her out. It's called Ask a Mortician. Um, and it was like basically she was confronting like the room, the stigma that like it happens a lot in mortuaries Mm -hmm. or that it's like undertakers who are fucking all the dead people. Mm -hmm. She basically said it's just a rumor. Like it's rare that it actually happens. So I want, I would like to believe her, but years ago I read a blog written by this person in an alias and they were saying that it is um, very common and they're like, it's more common than you think because the funeral homes don't want to say, oh, our more like they don't want to call the cops because it's public record if you press charges or, you know, on someone and it would ruin their business. So instead, they just fire them and they get shuffled around kind of like molester priests, oh. these rapey morticians. And what she was saying is her deal is she likes to um grind on like the limp dick of the corpse like she just finds like just the friction between her clit and the like mound of the dick gets her off and she worked at one mortuary where her her co-worker came to know that she did that but her co-worker liked to pee in the bags of embalming fluid like got off on that so they had this unspoken truce i won't rat you out you don't rat me out um and yeah i if so i don't know she said it's more common than you think um and i read about this mortician in ghana who claimed he had to have sex with the dead bodies in order to become unafraid of them oh (laughs) the only way i will stop fearing you is if I fuck you. If I fuck you and then I'm I'm not scared anymore. You can't scare me. Um wow. yeah. So Okay, well, I guess it's it's up in the air then cuz this woman was saying that, you know, it's it's a lot of rumors and not not really happening that often. I feel like it so. would, especially when it said 57% of true necrophiles work in a occupation that puts them like near death. Yeah. Well, where else are you going to find them? You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't want to kill people, if you're not, like, a homicidal maniac, but yeah. you just, you, you're you the 15% pure. Yeah. Because, like, grave robbing is too much work and it's too risky. Yeah. And that's so old school. That yeah. was only happening, like, before telephones. I don't know. I read about this <laughs> Russian guy who had all these, quote, unquote, dolls. He was a grave robber and he had 27 bodies in his apartment and he called them his dolls. But people would come to his apartment and they thought he was just like a shitty amateur doll maker because they were children's bodies. And he claimed he didn't have sex with them and he just always wanted children. And so these were his children, but that he would get so upset and be despondent for days if he talked to them and they didn't talk back. Um, But that was fairly recent in history that this guy had all these fucking dolls. Wow. So... That's but still, like you gotta crazy. have s- strong shoulders to be digging up graves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so I, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I have a list of classifications of types of necrophiles. Okay. I have a lot of lists for this episode. Okay, hit, hit me with them. All right. So we got role players, people who get aroused from oh, pretending yeah. their life partner is dead during sex. And I remember this was a plot line. There's an Australian Showtime series about prostitutes. Can't remember what it was called. It's real good, though. Uh-huh. But there was a client who this was his thing. He would hire a hooker and have her pretend to be dead. And sometimes he'd have her, like, sit in a bath full of ice to get cold. And then he'd have sex with her. And she had to just lay there. And that's what he liked. And then he decided to start dabbling and having her take tranquilizers. And she was game for it because he paid her a lot of money. But then he accidentally killed her. It was real sad. But this is a thing where people like to pretend their partner is dead. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really. It's all very foreign to me because I generally like sex to be an interactive connecting thing. Like for yeah. me, it's about connecting to another person. I mean, most people. I don't know. Ah, uh, Well, some people I feel like they're just going through the motions 
Uh-huh. And they're not like they're going through like a role play motion scenario and reenacting porn. And maybe they're not necessarily connecting to you. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So it's weird to me to be like, I want my partner to be dead. Yeah. Um, number two, romantic necrophiles, which are bereaved people who remain attached to their dead lover's body. She says only for like a day. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's fine if you want to sleep next to your deceased partner. Mm. It's kind of weird if you want to have sex, but I, I will not judge you, but you have to only like one day two max okay. and then you have to give it up 48 like, hours maximum yeah that's push for you're on the 48th hour you're pushing it yeah so yeah you that's, know i i understand but like let go also also learn to let go yeah um kesha has a song by that title on her new album oh really yeah you gotta learn to let it go i mean don't we all yes um category or classification three necrophiliac fantasizers people who fantasize about uh necrophilia but never actually have sex with a corpse okay fine whatever it happens in your brain i fantasize about jeffrey dean morgan regularly and i never actually have sex with him Mm -hmm. so i get it um tactile necrophiliacs People who are aroused by touching or stroking a corpse, but without engaging in intercourse. Ooh. And these people will, like, go to funerals of strangers in order to walk up to the casket and, like, brush their hand along. Oh, no. Like, and they'll try to, like, steal, like, a hair or something. Oh, no. But, yeah, that's what gets them. They like to... So that's a thing. I don't like that. No, that's like just really weird. And then they go home with like the program and like the hair they took off the corpse and they're all, you know, wink, 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 wink. Oh. And yeah, I don't really care for that. If I saw a stranger at any one of my anyone's funerals, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? No, now I want to like at every funeral for anyone, uh, I just want to like stand at the door and with a clipboard and be like, who are you? Where's your ID badge? Who invited you? I need to have people vouch for you. I'm sorry, you're not on the list. You're not on the list. Like, getting into funerals should be like Studio 54. Yeah. <laughs> there is a list, and uh, we're sticking to it. Well, I'm just going to be put in a pod, and there will be no body to touch anyways. So it's fine. So it's fine. Um, okay. Burn you're me safe. up. Uh, there are... Fetish, fetishistic necrophiliacs. Uh-huh. And these are people who remove objects, for example, panties or a tampon. Ew. Or body parts like a finger or genitalia from no. a corpse for sexual purposes without engaging in intercourse with the actual corpse. That's worse. Like, I'd rather you fuck the corpse than steal its dick. Yeah. Or tampon. Like, Or its gross. finger. What are you doing with that? <sighs> um. Okay. Necromutilomaniacs, which sounds like a John Waters movie, first of all. Yeah. Uh, they're people who derive pleasure from mutilating a corpse while masturbating without engaging in intercourse. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I'll we're gonna get to some examples later because I have examples oh. to match these. Wow. Um. Okay. Opportunistic necrophiliacs. So they don't really want to fuck dead people, but hey, like this bitch is dead and she's still warm. Why not? Uh, regular necrophiliacs. So these are the people who preferentially have sex with the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, homicidal necrophiliacs or necrosadists, and these are people who commit murder to have sex with the victim. And which is interesting because generally when you hear of a rape and murder, I assume they raped the living person and then killed them to avoid, like to kill the witness basically. But apparently it's not uncommon that they kill the victim first and then have sex with them. Yeah. (sighs) Who'd have thought? That happens a lot. Apparently. Um, And exclusive necrophiliacs are people who have an exclusive interest in sex with the dead and cannot perform at all for a living partner. Yeah. 
Dude. I think it's a little bit comforting, the homicidal necrophiliacs. That they're dead before they get raped? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I would think so. Because if I have to get murdered, I don't want to be raped and then murdered. Yeah, just fucking kill me and then whatever, but like, yeah. Because like, if I get away, I get away and I was only almost murdered. But if, you know, you have to deal with rape. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it's just it's a, to me it's a little bit more comforting. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So. Um so I so criminologists have like um an A through H category of necrophiliacs. Uh-huh. Um and it's based on a combination of like whether they mutilate the corpse um or preserve it and um whether they fuck them while they're like warm or cold. Yeah. Okay. So, which, because those are very, very different things. Like, a piping hot body is like a very different desire than something that's like dead and rotting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, category A is cold and destructive. And this is a Ted Bundy, is an example they said. Yeah. Because he wanted to totally possess his victims, and he said the ultimate possession was taking a life. Uh, also, he decapitated and kept heads of some of his victims, which I did not know. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he would sometimes bathe and dress them and put makeup on them. Yeah. Have you you have you seen the Ted Bundy movie? No. I have the DVD. I can let you uh, borrow it. I would really appreciate that. Because, like, I thought I knew everything there was to know about Bundy. But I I thought he... I knew he liked when they died while he was, like, kill, choking them. Because he said it, their pussies, like, tightened up at the moment of death. Ugh. I think that was Ted Bundy. I didn't know. He would go back to, like, the disposal sites and fuck the corpse. For, like, days afterwards until it became too putrefied to fuck. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I feel that, like, that makes him a lot less sexy. <laughs> like, when everyone was like, oh, he's this hot, sexy, sociopathic serial killer. Oh, like, no. I'd help him to his car if his arm was in a sling. Um, I think maybe they didn't know that he fucked, like, rotting bodies. Yeah. Fucking, a, fucking someone while you're killing them. Really, really bad. Going back and continually fucking the dead body, that's, like, pretty gross. Yeah. I never really thought he was, like, hot. He's, like, conventionally attractive. Uh-huh. I could see how, like, he was charming and would, like, fool people, but I never thought he was, like, ooh, like, even though he's a serial killer, ooh. Yeah, no, like, I would not have helped him to his car. I mean, I might have, he just because I'm nice, but. Oh, no, don't be nice. I know. Like, I'd be like, no, I'm not. Fuck you. I'm trying to Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Dumb. Dumb. Um, so the other example I have is Jeffrey Dahmer because he wanted mindless sex slaves and he was trying to, like, put bleach in their brains. Um, and his main deal was, like, I think he wasn't comfortable with being gay. And so he wanted these, like, mindless sex slaves that couldn't reject him. Uh, he also had borderline personality disorder, and they, like, don't deal with, like, rejection very well. Because um, the first murder was his – he was drinking with a buddy, and his buddy was like, all right, I'm going to go. And Dahmer didn't want him to go, and the guy's like, no, I'm going to go. So Jeffrey Dahmer bludgeoned him to death. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, but I want to keep hanging out and drinking with you. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to do in Wisconsin? Is that uh, where the place? I don't know. Milwaukee, Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, they're, those are people who want to, like, possess their victims. Um, I almost feel like they shouldn't even be included as, like, necrophiles. It doesn't feel like necroph... Well, if he's going back and fucking the dead bodies, like, like Jeffrey Dahmer's... Or, I'm sorry, Ted Bunny's definitely, if you're fucking a yeah, dead body. It's just, I feel like they're giving the pure a bad name. Yeah, well, you know? of course. Because there's, there's necrophiles who don't want to hurt anyone. Like, they just happen upon a dead body, and it's so hot. Yeah. Um. So I don't – I understand, but I don't like it. No, I know. I'm with you on this because I, like, went from being, like, necrophilia. Like, that's freaky to being, like, oh, <laughs> these people are just, like, murderers, and I yeah. hate them all. Yeah. Um. 
the okay category b cold and preservative and they say gary ridgeway the green uh green river killer was one of these because he uh strangled sex workers and dumped their bodies often returning to have sex with them and he said he didn't prefer sex with dead people it just it kept him from having to find new victims so he would fuck the dead body for as long as he could um so he didn't have to go kill again and uh jesus fucking christ uh this guy dennis nielsen bathed and dressed his victims um and he would keep them for a long time and he would masturbate over them uh or perform quote-unquote sex acts with them but he said he never fucked them but he would like so these are these are people who are preserving the bodies they're not like hacking them apart like they want them to stay whole so they can keep fucking them yeah um this is like this is all very upsetting i know i'm getting depressed over here uh well we'll burn through this and we'll make make our way back to the wacky fun necrophilia (laughs) uh category c we have andre chikatilo who last podcast did a series about him um he had erectile dysfunction and like he couldn't he'd hire prostitutes and he couldn't get hard with them or he'd like try to rape children and he couldn't get hard with them um and he would fly into this murderous rage and like he'd take his anger or frustration at, at not being able to get erect out on them and he found that when he stabbed them he would ejaculate oh, <laughs> so wow. like this is the type where uh in one of the other categories it said like they they can't perform with a living partner, uh-huh. but they're able to perform with a dead partner or they get hard while killing someone, which is something. Um, So category D, warm and preservative. And so they uh, we have Robert Yates. He uh, raped, uh, murdered and buried people. So he like he did it while they were still warm, basically, is what we're saying is they don't decapitate people but and they don't do cold bodies um and we have earl nelson who strangled victims and then had sex with them and left the bodies in their beds uh that dude sucked he'd like find ads for apartments and he'd go to like tour the apartment and if it was an old lady he'd like rape and murder her and leave her in the apartment that he had been touring oh yeah he sucks uh okay we have category e dabblers and these are transitory opportunistic sexual relations with corpses um they listed richard ramirez as as this because he like sometimes raped and he sometimes murdered and sometimes he raped and murdered i don't really take that as opportunistic i feel like opportunistic would be like you're in war and you see a dead body of a hot chick and you're like oh why not yeah that would be like opportunistic to me um Where's this list from? Uh, it was a, like a website about necrophiles. Oh, okay. These are the like criminal categories. Oh, okay. so like uh, criminal. These are the ones that criminologists use. Um, category F is catathymic, and they commit postmortem sex acts only while in catathymic state, uh, which is an unexpected explosive outburst of impulsive, often destructive behavior, only understandable in terms of unconscious motivation. So you're wiling out. And you don't know what the fuck happened, I guess. I don't. Okay. Um, okay, category G, exclusive necromutophiles, which is they derive pleasure purely from mor- mutilating a corpse. Oh. <sighs> That's so gross. They're the ones who, like, cut the eyes out and stuff. Oh. Um, and then category H, we have sexual cannibals and vampires, and they are sexually aroused by eating human body parts. Um, this would be, like, Albert Fish. Uh, who he raped young boys and then he killed them as a sacrifice for his sins and he ate their flesh as communion. I had a dream once that Albert Fish was at my wedding and he was trying to eat like my nieces and nephews. You did not. Yeah, it was very upsetting. Oh my God. Like he was just hiding at my wedding trying to like get the kids to go outside with him and I kept trying to shoo him away and he just kept coming back. Oh my god! Very upsetting. Um, gross. I know. I don't like that at all. 
Um, yeah, uh, Peter Curtin would ejaculate while stabbing, and then he would ejaculate on the dirt. Like, he would feel the dirt above where he buried the body, and he would, like, ejaculate oh. on it. That's so dumb. Yeah, I know. I don't like any of this. Yeah. So the the psychiatrist from that 89 study said what happens is a necrophile develops poor self-esteem, perhaps due in part to significant loss. Um, They're very fearful of rejection by others, and they desire a sexual partner who is incapable of rejecting them. And or they are fearful of the dead, and they transform their fear by means of reaction formation into desire. And that reminded me of our uh, incest episode where people like are reunited with a long lost relative and they're overwhelmed with emotion. And so they mistake it for sexual attraction. And these people are so scared of the dead and they mistake that like intense fear for being aroused. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a bizarre, bizarre how bizarre. How bizarre, yeah. Or they say they can develop an exciting fantasy of sex with a corpse, uh, sometimes after exposure to one. Huh. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah. I have a lot more examples of necrophiles. I don't know. I mean, are they mur- more murderers? No. I, okay, so here, here. I will, I have more murderers because... Like, like, I'm good on them. I get okay. it that, yeah. that people like to murder and have sex they like with to murder. bodies. Okay, so I'll move into a fun um, a fun one. Okay. Oh, before you do. Yeah. I'll, right now, I'll just uh, give you some facts about the laws. Re- oh, yes. Regarding yes. necrophilia. Um, so in the U.S., um, there's no federal legislation uh, specifically barring sex with a corpse. What? Yeah, so at Still? federal level, there's nothing there. But um, a lot of states have their own laws. Okay. And most of the states, it's a felony of some class. Okay. Um, in Arizona, it's a class four felony. Okay. So, But there's states where it's just class one. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, but most places, and there's some states where it's just a misdemeanor. But most states, it was a felony. Um, so, so be careful because it's a it is a crime, mostly not legal. Well, and I feel like yeah, you're gonna run into some trouble if it's like if it's your dead spouse, no one's gonna sue you if you fuck them. But if you like gain access to a body of someone that isn't your spouse and you fuck that body, when people find out, they're gonna kind of like they're gonna be mad. Yeah, you, I, it's like the families that are, you know, left behind that are going to get really upset. Yeah. Uh, this lady, Karen Green Greenlee, in 1979, stole a hearse that contained a body of a 33-year-old man. And after she was caught, she admitted to having sex with 20 to 40 more bodies. Whoa. Um, and she was interviewed after her trial uh, necrophilia wasn't illegal in California at the time, so she was just charged with the theft of the vehicle. <laughs> uh, and after the trial, she admitted that even though she loves having sex with uh, dead bodies, she has standards. <laughs> and I quote, Now you get your body that's been floating in the bay for two weeks or a burn victim. That doesn't attract me much. But a freshly embalmed corpse, corpse is something else. <laughs> Well, at least she has her standards. She has her standards. Good oh for you. God. Good for you, girl. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. In in 2016, this like liberal Swedish People's Party proposed a change in the law to allow people to bequeath their bodies for intercourse after death. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. Did you read that? I did. Yeah. They're like, okay, if you wanna, if you can bequeath your body for science, why can't you bequeath it for sex? Yeah. That should be fine if the person says, you can have sex with my body after I die. But, like, do you get to pick who? Yeah, yeah. You get to, you de- you designate it to someone. Okay. For sex. Because, like, if you dedicate it to science, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm making the world a better place. But if you bequeath it for sex, you're really only making, like, one person happy. Yeah. And so I feel like you should get to pick who that one person is. I think it's mostly for, like, spouses. Oh. And, like, 
you know, people you who you know, like, I want them to be able to still have sex with my body. Okay. Or if you just have a deal with someone. Yeah, like, okay, I have a friend who, like, we've had a flirtation for over a decade now. We have never even kissed. Because, like, I don't know, sometimes it's just fun to have a flirtation that never comes to fruition. Yeah. But, like, maybe I want to leave my body to him and be like, okay, after all these years, after all these years, you can finally have me. (laughs) And I'll be like, no, (laughs) I don't want that. He's like, she she what? She left her body to me? (laughs) And he's like, I don't want it. And they're like, sorry, sir, sign here. They just drop it on the front porch. But I don't want it. Take it away. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. So. Um. So, uh, can we talk about Carl Tanzler? Who's Carl Tanzler? Oh man, sure. Are you in for a treat? Oh God. Carl Tanzler is this, he was an American doctor who developed an obsession with this young Cuban-American tuberculosis tuberculosis patient. I did not do my vocal warm-ups today. Tuberculosis. Can we please do Fergalicious, only tuberculosis? Definition makes the boys go crazy. Um. Anyways, okay, so he's this doctor and he um, falls in love with this patient and... Uh, she eventually dies of tuberculosis. But like before that, he wanted to marry her. She's like, no, you're yeah. old. I'm young. And he's like, please, please, please. And her family was super poor. And he was like, hey, if you like marry her to me, I'll give her free medical treatment. Yeah. And so they finally acquiesced because it was a last ditch effort to save her life. Um, And there's no evidence that she ever reciprocated any feelings for him. It's made out to be like she was totally pressured into this as like a sick and dying woman. Um, But she eventually dies. He pays for her funeral and he um, commissions this beautiful mausoleum and he goes to visit her every day there for two years. And they... I, I read one account where I'm pretty sure he like bought because the family was broke. He bought the house and let them live in the house under the condition that he could live in her old room. So he's like living in the room of this dead fucking girl. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um. And so anyways, people think something's up when he stops visiting the mausoleum because he was there every day. And so uh, there's, like, rumor of um, – oh, this is in the 1930s, by the way, just to date this. Okay. Tuberculosis. Yeah. Dead people. I mean, I figured it was old school. Y- you were picturing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's in black and white. <laughs> Any story about tuberculosis takes place in black and white. Yeah. So uh, in 1933, which is two years after her death, he steals her body. And people kind of, like – figure something's up because he's not visiting the grave anymore and there's like rumors going around and her sister goes to his house to call him out on it and she finds the body and calls the cops so man tansler had attached the corpse's bones together with wire and coat hangers he had fitted the face with glass eyes. Oh, no. Uh, and as the skin of the corpse decomposed, Tansler replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster of Paris. As the hair fell out of the decomposing scalp, Tansler fashioned a wig from her hair that had been col- uh, collected by her mother and given to him um, not what long after fuck? her burial. Why <laughs> was the mom giving him hair? Well... It was when she died, the mom was like, here's some hair as a keepsake because we're burying the body. Like, we know someone who has some of their dead dog's fur. Like, when it was hit by a car, the Uh people were like, hey, do you want some fur? And they shaved a little off and gave her a keepsake of her dog's fur. Okay. There's... we, your dad had his high school's girlfriend's hair in a box. That's like, true. It's caught, so it was like, here's some but hair. enough for a wig? 
I mean, it, I'm picturing a really stringy, <laughs> shitty wig. Okay, I'm picturing a full and luxurious. No, wig. this isn't like a RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> okay. wig. This is the ones that you see at clearance uh, at Kmart after okay. Halloween, and it's a dollar. Thank you. It's a okay. very stringy wig. I needed wig. that reset. It's a Gollum wig. Because I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. she shaved her daughter's head. And no. Came. Okay, just a little bit of hair. Yeah, no. He okay, took. He okay. had the hair from the decomposing skull, scalp. He had the hair that the mom gave okay. him. He made it work. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he filled the corpse's abdominal and chest cavity with rags and gloves oh uh, to keep the original form and dressed the remains in uh, stockings and jewelry and kept the body in his bed. He slept next to it. Oh, my gosh. Um, to... Uh, <laughs> He to mask the odor and uh, forestall the effects of the corpse's decomposition. He used uh, perfume and disinfectants. And uh, oh, it was seven years later. It wasn't a year later. It was seven years later. I can't believe I got that fact wrong. So it was seven years later when the sister was like, "Yo, he had the corpse for seven for seven years." years. That makes more sense because like a year. This is a lot of work to put in in a year. Yeah. You know, so seven years. <laughs> Of keeping and waxing and rags. the plaster of Ferris. <laughs> hair, hair wigs. Hair wigs. Ew, God, this guy is bananas. Okay, but here's the worst part. He was brought to trial, but the charges were dropped because the statute of limitations uh, on maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body uh, without authorization had expired. Oh my so God. basically they couldn't charge him with necrophilia. They were charging him with grave robbing, but it had been seven years and the statute of limitations was up. Wow. So the justice system fails again. Yeah. And worse, the public sympathized with Tansler because they didn't know the story like he coerced this family into marrying off their sick daughter because they had no money blah 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 they they were like oh he's this man who loves his wife and he just wants to be with his wife and he can't let go of his wife wow I know that's upsetting to add insult to injury for this poor fucking girl a local funeral home put her on display and thousands of people came to see this body before it was finally, it was buried in an unmarked grave to prevent further tampering with it. But this girl has been through it. She's been married to this old asshole. She died to <laughs> tuberculosis. You know, she's had her body like plastered over and filled with rags. And then she's put on display as this like curious oddity for people like strangers to come see. Because she just can't have peace, I guess. Um, terrible. Yeah. And it wasn't reported at the time, but in 1972, two physicians who attended the um, autopsy, which had taken place in 1940, these two physicians admitted in 1972 that a paper tube had been inserted into her vaginal area that allowed for intercourse. No. So he was fucking this fucking body and the public saw him as a romantic. Wow. And I mean, I kind of, when I knew, years ago, I knew a brief overview of this fucking guy. Um, and I kind of saw it that way. Like, that was what I, I was like, what? oh, he just, he loved this woman and he couldn't let her go. He was crazy in love and love had him acting so That's crazy right now. My love's got me acting so crazy right now. <laughs> Hoping you dig up this body right now. You know. Yeah, no, that's still not okay. <laughs> well, it's not. And it's also not okay to, like, fucking coerce a child into marrying you and then put a paper tube in her oh my corpse gosh. so you can fuck it. It's not okay. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Talk about. This is the thing. It's like sex and power. Like. You know, men are so intimidated by, like, those fucking um, men's rights activists who are like, women wield their sexuality like power, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, and you wield your bank account and your fucking career or whatever is power. Like, we all are wielding power dynamics. And so, like, the fact that he was willing to, like, take advantage of a woman who was poor and immigrant and sickly, he's already wielding power over her to get her to be his possession. Like... That is such a precursor to necrophilia. Like, yeah. it's just like exerting more and more power over a weaker and weaker source. 
I think this is just a good reason why everyone should get cremated. Yes. Like, let's just all get cremated. It'll be fine. Um, My mom says that I went to a funeral like over 10 years ago. And afterwards, my mom asked if there was a casket because the girl was um, she's like morbidly obese. And my mom was like, was there a casket or just could did they have to get a special order casket? And I was like, no, she was cremated. And my mom said, yeah, I feel like getting embalmed and buried is kind of passe. <laughs> and I think I, it kind of is. Uh, yeah, um, there's a lot of better ways to go about it, I think. Yeah. And. Um, than doing that um, yeah I just want to get chopped up and put into the dirt to feed the trees so. you, you don't want uh, someone to dig up your body because they were in love with you in life and now that's the only way they can have you because no that's Deacon, very common Deacon is allowed one day <laughs> one day and after which he has to turn me over he has to turn you over to the authorities um yeah i read a lot of examples of people who um like they kind of like this one guy was in love with this famous ballerina and when she died this is in the late 1800s he dug up her corpse so that he could have sex with her uh this guy henry bolt was like every man has his taste mine is for corpses (laughs) But was it just that one corpse? Uh, no, apparently it was others. Okay. But I think it was, oh, because, uh, he, oh, it says he indulged his necrophiliac improprieties on a number of disinterred oh. corpses, including a ballet dancer. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, apparently there's a lot of undertakers and grave diggers. It seems really popular in the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like reading something and then decided I didn't want to say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> I think it's uh, it was a lot more prevalent way back in the day because you could do things like that. And I think we were around dead bodies a lot more. Like now it's so commercial and like ship them off. Yeah. There's like a procedure. There's um, an infrastructure around death. Yeah. You can't be, because I think it was, maybe it was Ben Franklin's house. They dug up the basement and it was full of bodies and people were like, oh my God, what happened? But the thing was, he was a scientist then and a lot Mm -hmm. of like scientists, you didn't have people donating their bodies to science and stuff. So they were grave robbers. You would hire, if you were like a medical doctor or something, you would hire people to rob graves to get bodies for you to do research on. Like if there were, if you were like, oh shit, there's a fresh body in plot 19 you know, so people were grave robbing for science and jewelry and love. And love. Well, I just wanted to talk about the movie Quills. Okay. Have you, heard, have you seen that movie? No. Um, Let me read the description to you. It came out in 2000. And I remember watching this and just being like, shit's weird. Shit is weird. Um, in a Napoleonic era insane asylum, an inmate, the irrepressible Marquise de Sade, fights a battle of wills against a tyrannical prudish doctor. Okay. And um, in it, two of the main characters, uh, one of them dies an unfortunate death, and the other character who is in love with her but never got to express that love uh, has sex with her corpse. Oh, okay. But while he's having sex with her, it's like she's alive. Uh-huh. And it's not until after he's done that he's like, oh my God, she's dead. But she really is a corpse the whole time. Yeah. Well, that's really common in uh, the animal world. Uh, animals will practice necrophilia. And for the most part, it's because they can't tell. I, I guess penguins do it a lot. Because a dead female penguin, if she's still warm, kind of just looks like a like a a sleepy penguin, like a penguin who's like, "Hey, we got that ass in the air." And so it's really common for animals to not if they're if the body is still warm for them to not know uh-huh. that it's dead. Oh, um, I wonder it, how they feel about that afterwards. I they just feel so embarrassed, like the girl in Clerks. Yeah. 
just like that. It's just like, remember she went in the bathroom and she thought she was fucking her boyfriend and it turned out it was a dead body? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's like, oh, that was the hottest (laughs) sex ever. Dante. And then he's like, I was out here the whole time. She's like, well, who the fuck did I just fuck in the bathroom? And then they find out it was like a homeless dude who went in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, uh, Let me read this cast off to you because it'll make you want to watch this movie even more. Uh, Joffrey Rush. Okay. Kate Winslet. Yes. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh Uh-huh. Michael Caine. Uh Uh-huh. Billy Whitelaw. Okay. I don't know who that is. Patrick Malahide. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that's that's about it. But I'll watch the movie. But Kate Quills. Winslet. It sounds up my alley. I've been watching kind of older movies lately. Yeah. Like I. Uh, what do I mean? I watched The Duchess the other day. Okay. With Keira Knightley. Yeah. It's really sad. It is really sad. I love um, like time. Capsule. Period pieces. Period pieces. Jesus fucking Christ. I was going to say time capsule movies. I know that's not right. I just don't know what they're called. I love a I love a good period piece. Yeah. In fact, uh, I my husband would say like, all you fucking watch are period piece movies. I can't do this anymore. Really? He doesn't like them, which I don't care. I have to be in a very specific mood for them, but sometimes... It's like all I want to watch. I just like to watch like men and women flirt with language and double entendre, and I want them to have longing and heaving in the bosom area. Oh, it's really just about the clothes for me. Like, well, I just yeah. like the costumes. Yeah, I like the costumes a lot, too. But I kind of like, um, well, I like anything that has to do with subtext, you know, instead of, like, blatantly saying everything you're thinking and feeling. And I, I just like the sort of, like, subtlety and subtext of what's beneath what they're saying. Yeah. They're looking at each other and they're saying one thing, but their eyes Ooh. mean another um so hey guys um instead of having sex with a dead body watch a period piece movie yeah or i mean there is a lot of like necro porn out there yeah um or that's your thing or find a lover who is into like fake necromancy there is a dating app called like bone dog or something that is for (laughs) it's not called that but there's a dating app for people in the death industry so people who are morticians, people who are, uh-huh. you know, I but don't know. Is that for necrophilia? Apparently it's Filiates. a more open discussion on okay. that where you can say this or that. Okay. I mean, you know, I feel like there's people that are into role playing. Mm-hmm. You might find um, someone if you're into it. You might find your match. Yeah. For every adult baby, there's someone who does want to change an adult diaper. Oh my God. I met an adult baby one time. It was weird. Were they dressed as it? Yeah, it was like my friend's roommate and I was staying the night and um, the roommate started quote unquote crying in the middle of the night (sighs) and my friend was like, hold up a minute, I gotta go get the baba, (laughs) like the bottle. (laughs) Shut up. So she bottle fed her roommate? Yeah. I'm so uncomfortable um, with that. And uh, there was other things that went on, but uh, I guess apparently is like there was some help, extra help with the bills. Like there was a transaction. Well, yeah, made, obviously. It was just very bizarre because um, this person was just like very large to be a baby. And I mean, that who who is the right size to be an adult baby? I don't Who's know. But say? Let's do an episode about it because Phoenix was home <sighs> to one of the uh, world's most famous adult babies. Who? Baby man. Baby man. He was a full time adult baby because okay. he had a big inheritance and he didn't uh, have to have a main job. And that's like a whole thing to get into. But he was a local celebrity. He passed away within the past 10 years. Do you think that was my roommate's friend? Was he a full time adult baby? roommate? With, I mean, was he a middle aged man with red hair? No. Okay, then it wasn't baby man. Okay. I feel like you would have known because he was so famous because he would uh, go to the grocery store in his diaper. Oh. And he had Jesus. special furniture built. Okay. No, this person was very private about it. Oh, okay. Like, my friend was like, stay in here for a moment. I, I have to go tend to the baby. Okay, yeah. Let's do an adult baby episode because... Oh, Jesus. I got so much to say. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. We can't we can't shoot our wad here. This is necrophilia. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. It is. Um I never want to be judgmental, but there are things that I judge and I don't care. Yeah, I can't imagine being so scared of human rejection that I would want a partner that couldn't reject me. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I mean, I like people who don't like me very much because I'd like to try to win them over. Uh huh. So, like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I just can't imagine because I, I really want like my partner to be in it with me. Yeah. The only, um, time I won't judge necrophilia is if it's just like that one day with your spouse. One day. That's it. That's the only, otherwise, I'm judging hard. Judging hard. Um, yeah. So, all right. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, I guess that's it. Happy hump day. (laughs) 